Michael, why on the post-it note underneath our password for all of our socials, why is the word penis candy written? And I thought that was that you. I mean, I it kind of looks that. like my handwriting, but I can't be accountable to what I do way back when. I mean, you can't be accountable to what you do now. I am blacked sure. out, guys. I am not going to remember this. Racist. I'm kidding. <laughs> Ooh. So welcome back to the punk rock pizza party of penis candy that is the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. And we are funking it all to hell right now. And did you know, Dewan, he doesn't party since you're going to appropriate punk rock pizza party. I was listening to episode two where you had described that life, according to Dewan, must be a punk rock pizza party. So... Dewan is how I wish to live my life, and that was sternly on record as of now. That was really abrupt. I, I, I think I actually specifically chose music that was shorter to avoid some of this nonsense. May we never be complete. Yes, indeed. And uh, may they never meet. Well, I have a question for you, gentlemen. Oh, yikes. Have I ever told you about the Austin, Texas Murder Hotel? No. Nope. I mean, that didn't sound nearly as intrigued as you should have, considering. Oh, I'm used to murder. I live in in a very nice neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) Not to underplay the matter. So, uh, a few years back, I was in a band that uh, dissolved under unceremonious circumstances, and we won't get into the details of that here. Maybe. Um, no, this is, this is prior to that. But, um, same circumstances. So I was asked back into a collaboration with one of the individuals from said band. Okay. And the manager of the group asked me if I would be willing to come to Austin, Texas and record some songs. Oh, I know this is going. And so I, uh, asked how much and I was given a, a very generous sum and, Airfare was covered. Making it worth the travel. And I was uh, provided hotel and food for the entirety of my stay. So I had a nice three-day trip. They were going to have... It was around South by Southwest, so I was going to get to do some performances, get a little exposure, hopefully some Southern exposure, and uh, and get to play around down there. So I flew over to Austin. I was met at the airport and taken to my hotel. And then everything devolved from there. <laughs> so I went to the front desk and there was no one at the front desk for 20 minutes. Well, that makes sense. I mean, it's a busy town. Yeah. It was, it was also 1130 PM peak hours. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who's getting fucked where that I can't just get my goddamn key to my room or watch. And here comes this, you know, bulbous, glorious Texan woman who, you know, slumps down the hallway and I'm like, what you want? I'm here to check in, unfortunately. I you? <laughs> so I get my keys and I float up to my room. Now I'm already in a strange place. I've never been to Texas before at this point. I have like the back of a Volkswagen. Yes, back of a Volkswagen. Uh, and I'm really, it's like one of those roadside hotels. So it's two story, but it's gotten all the doors on the outside. So it, there's no internal access, which automatically I'm like, Oh, good. This is, this is where all the drug deals go. And, uh, I, I go to my room, I open the door and none of the lights work. Fantastic. So it's austere. It's spotless. Everything is great, but I can't get any of the lights to turn on. So I'm like, so this is where I die, right? This is where I walk in and there's just someone with a shotgun in the corner is like, we came for your mouth, boy. Like, <laughs> or it's kind good. of like that person that hired you is like, didn't forget the things you said. <laughs> I've been waiting for you for four you, years, motherfucker. Not to, not to derail, but can you imagine going to that lengths to get your revenge? Where it's like, mom, dad, pay for the airfare, pay for the whole three I nights. I said the manager of the band, John. You're the one that's providing detail into this story. <laughs> Wait, your manager isn't your mom? I mean, my mom managed me for a while, but then I, you know, got a little unruly after a bit. And now so. you manage my mom, so I guess it goes full circle. <laughs> yes, yes. Mothers are my specialty. My specialty. 
one teat at a time. <laughs> oh, we're milking that joke. <laughs> oh no, a lot of mileage. So, but yes, that would be very. That would be a wonderful long game to play if that was ultimately where it's you know I got met by the clan. <laughs> <laughs> Just hanging out in that room. They dragged me by my toes through the streets of Austin, Texas. Anywho, so I go back to the front desk because I'm not going to, you know, stay in the blacked out room all evening. I would like to, you know, recharge my devices, uh, specifically the vibrator. And uh, so I go down. Person's not at the desk again. So now I'm stalking the hallways, trying to find amongst the four rooms here where the person may have gone back to in their yeah. seclusion in the West Wing. 20 minutes again. <laughs> Finally, I get the person and I'm like, sweet Jesus, where the fuck are you? It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's, a, it's like, oh, my room's back here. So apparently the person lives on property and just floats out Jack every character. 40 to 50 minutes. Yes. I'm the caretaker here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I get my key to my second room and here is where all the fun ensues. So I go up now I'm on the second floor as opposed to the first floor. So I'm like, well, good. At least I don't have to hear uproarious fucking above me. And I go into the room. I open it. Lights turn on. Everything looks reasonable. I set my bags down, and by this point, I'm about to piss my pants, so I'm desperate. I go into the bathroom, and I swear to Christ, The Shining took place in this hotel. The entire shower curtain is covered in blood. And oh, wow. I'm, and I mean, like, comically. You could have taken a bucket of paint and splashed it like, on it. Like, was it almost like the American Psycho shower curtains they sell? Yes. Oh, my God. It, worse than that. And uh, there was blood soaked into the tiles. The grout? Yes. Like, oh it, it set in to the extent that, obviously, I think they tried to bleach it out and it didn't work. So then I'm like, you could have at least bought another fucking shower curtain. Well, yeah, that's a pretty egregious. And so I'm like, the only conclusion I can logically make is, obviously, the murder is so frequently occurring in this building that we just can't be bothered. So it's like, well, we'll just wait. So... I had to take a shower in the murder shower, and I'm like, this is where the fucking shower scene from Psycho happens. I'm going to be yeah. just stabbed to death in Austin, Texas. Wait, so it was a stained curtain? Yes. Stained curtain, stained floor, and, and like you, there were... you showered, and then you went and told them? Or oh, you no, told I, them I was so... It was one o'clock in the morning at this point. By the time I had gotten through all the finding the person, getting the key, and go, so I just How went to sleep. How do you not sleep. have AIDS? I mean, I didn't lick it up. Why not? You can't get it just through contacts, <laughs> yeah. John. Yeah, I heard you, gotta, you can get you it just by looking it. at somebody that has it. Also, AIDS is not airborne uh, after several hours, I think. So. Oh, all right. Well, it's that's... never airborne, John. Well, it's like uh, unless <laughs> airborne. aerosolized cum, like, but then aerosolized. Yeah, like it's in it's the air. It's aerosol form. Oh, yeah, exactly. Michael, give me thirty seconds and a senior portrait of you, and I'll show you how to aerosol cum. I said unless you. I didn't say that wasn't impossible. <laughs> I believe it. Could definitely do it. <laughs> and I'm talking high school portrait, not not college. <laughs> so yeah, agreed. I stayed in that hotel room for three days. Fun. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was kind that of was the murder some hotel. of the uh, rougher edges of your personality. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That I have survived <laughs> this long without doing harm to myself or others is pretty impressive. It is. Now. That was a great story. Thank you for letting me have a sieg into a Sigourney segue, a Sigourney segue into music related stuff because uh, I noticed something yesterday and I, I looked. I if you look something up, does that mean you researched it? Yes, I researched. I mean, according to you, yes. Very lightly. <laughs> How many tabs did you open, John? One, technically two. You're one one app, yeah. two apps. Whoa. You need at least three, okay. three separate tabs. <clears throat> so, Shane and I are playing a show on Friday night uh, with the Family Crest, which is a great band from San Francisco. And when shows like that come our way, uh, the promoter or the venue, they'll include us as a co-host on the events page uh, on Facebook. Um, and I like to look at those to see how sales are going or to like try and psych yourself up like how busy is this night going to be or is it going to be like the time that 
we showed up to a venue and we played to three people and it was very comically sad. I saw this exact same thread last night, so I'm, I know what's coming and it's uproariously (laughs) funny. Um, I cannot so, believe the sheer volume of meth heads that exist in this world based oh on my, Facebook. Oh, I'm really, Jesus. All right. So also just to clue you in, Michael, Shane and I, <laughs> in our friendship, we go in these waves where essentially, like, at certain times we'll be very far apart mentally and we don't line up on anything. And then for like a glorious like blood moon cycle, like we just, our brains are almost perfectly synced for like a week. Uh, and I think I we're just on the outs of this week because I, we've had this conversation multiple times. We're like, oh man, I was literally just fucking doing this. And you um, found yourself a hunter. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyhow, so on Facebook uh, events, there's a discussion tablet. And that's where, like, let's say it's a sold out show. Uh, you can post things in there. Or like the promoter here last night... Uh, shared a link to the Family Crest Tiny Music Desk on NPR. Just like, hey, remember this? By Which the way, really there's still cool. some tickets available. Yeah. By the by, the event's gonna... It's gonna be a good night on Friday. Like, there's... We, we really lucked out, and we're really fortunate to be on the, 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 the lineup. So you're saying I should buy a ticket soon? Oh, but don't worry, because a lot of people have your back here. <laughs> Just wait. <clears throat> Thank you oh, for the Sigourney segue. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Which, I'm so glad that is our new thing, by the way. Now, <laughs> I'm not gonna read last names, because it doesn't matter... And, I, I I could for all intents and purposes. It's public forum. So I'm gonna read um, the most like five or six most recent posts on the discussion board for the event page for the Family Crest show on Friday night here in Phoenix. From Roger, I'm looking to sell tickets for my family cheaper due to change of plans. Leave me a message if you need any. Thanks. Cheaper is the emphasis there. From Marco. Anyone giving away tickets? Just throwing it out there. Dot, dot, dot. From Rebecca. She did a emoji of a, like, sad, sucking dick face. And it says... <laughs> I was going to say, of cheeks filled with cum. She was like, uh. sucks that we can't attend the show, but if anyone is interested in purchasing our tickets, like my post and let me know via DM. And I'm going to skip that because your name's a fucking nightmare. Uh, <laughs> uh, from Laisha. I wouldn't be attending this event anymore. I have got tickets I'm selling out at a discounted rate due to some health circumstances my hubby is dealing with, which I never reckon would happen before getting the tickets, and really have to be there for him. Please DM me, like my poster, leave a comment if you're interested in the ticket, apostrophe S, so tickets. And I will do one more. This but it gets I, worse. Like I honestly, care. there's so many of not these. Soon. The I'm, we're not even embellishing. There's probably at least fifteen more. I have four tickets, with the emoji of a ticket, available. We won't be able to attend the show due to some changes in my husband's schedule and won't be around to attend the show. Message me if you're interested in those tickets and please comment and like on my post or DM. Thank you. Why do we need your entire fucking biography as to why you're not going to be there? It's like, if the family crest looks at this, I don't want them to feel like I didn't go because of them. It's that damn the weather band I don't want to see. Here's how we are exiting our cycling with each other. Because you read it like that, and I read it as, how the hell is this scam going on? Because the event right now, so I looked at it, it's 107 people... I think the venue holds about 200, maybe 250, oh, okay, okay, okay. which means why are so many people trying to resell tickets? Because it's very scalpy and it's very, um, uh, it's scammy. Yeah. 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 It, so, it does raise your suspicion slightly. So, also, and, why is it, I never imagined my husband would have contracted gonorrhea <laughs> and uh, I'm a skirt for him and losing a limb. And so yeah. I need to get rid of these tickets here so I could buy some medicine. So in it, guys, to pretend like I'm on reply all um, <laughs> and doing, uh, you know, tech support, which is a really fun bit they do. Okay. I just did a just real brief Google search and got really uh, hooked in by this uh, headline. What's with all the concert ticket scams on Facebook? I'm intrigued. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I'll skim past some things because I think this came out in 2017, but nothing's really changed since then. So, some of the screenshots that they used and references are a little dated, but that doesn't really matter because the, the heart of it is is there. So, this is on, what is it? NowToronto.com, which... 
It's a great site. I visit all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. It's essentially the Washington Post in Canada. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. They don't have a news cycle in Canada. <laughs> no, they don't. So, open up practically any concert Facebook's event page discussion tab, and you'll see a variation on this. I bought four tickets before I realized we had other plans that day. Help me out. I don't want to get stuck with them. Message me if interested. They don't exist. Not the tickets and not the people. Those people who forget they had other plans that day, a girlfriend in a coma, last-minute business trips out of town, or any number of reasons they can't use the four tickets they're offering, only to disappear once you've transferred them money on PayPal, they're fake accounts run by scammers who copy and paste the same message to sold-out shows in multiple cities, well, let's see, uh, hoping to bait a few desperate concert goers. It's the Nigerian Prince email for music fans, and it's getting worse. (laughs) What's hilarious is I was listening to episode two on the way over here because I wanted to feel how religion gets touched upon with our podcast. And, you know, it made me nostalgic for the old times. That is where we joked about the Nigerian Prince through the Instagram thing with me. So it's like we're we're doing a Night Valian flash forward now as a new religion. Same old topics. Yeah. Exactly. Beautiful. So, all of a sudden, those ticket resellers hanging outside venues seem like ni- like the nice guys. <laughs> I at least have tickets. At, yeah, that's literally the next sentence. At least they actually have tickets. Those croaky cries of, who's buying? Who's selling? Outside every Toronto <laughs> venue now sound almost quaint. Let's see here. Da, 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 da. And listen, I love Canada. I am a big city and color fan. So, you know, Dallas yeah. Green aficionados out there, do not at me. I really wish I was Canadian, trust me, particularly in this voting cycle. Mm. Yeah, so they go into the quotes (laughs) and people saying, it's gotten horrendously worse for the past year. At first, you were talking three, maybe five posts. My recent show with Lacuna Coil, I didn't look at the page for 24 hours and woke up to 60 scam posts. Wow. Jeez. Um, Obviously a scam, because not that many people are trying to see Lacuna Coil right now. Right. And now... (laughs) Ouch. <laughs> I'm not going to derail. I've actually seen Lacuna <laughs> As have I. Uh, and, they uh, opened shadows, for Seven Dust. Uh, shadows Fall and Stone Sour. Ooh. Uh, broke a rib at that show. It's like, I, I actually really like Lacuna Coil. Um, we were throwing shade at Rage last week, so I figure we might as well just go full in. Okay, not to derail. We're, not we're already this. derailed. There's not yeah, a way. I have we'll a band to recommend it. to you after we're done. Um, let's see. Wow, just Granted, the in the realm of... Fi- <laughs> in- Are you done, you cuck? <laughs> not Ouch. hungry. This Thanks. is not a comedy podcast. It's an informative one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, in the realm of Facebook-related scams, it's not exactly election hacking, but it's still fraud. Unsurprisingly, the social network offers no protection or recourse for fleeced music fans, and promoters can hardly stop using the service. Peters admits that 50% of his ticket sales come directly from Facebook event pages. So it's no surprise that promoters are keen to use Facebook even more, potentially exclusively. Eventbrite boasts that it's Facebook ticketing integration where users can purchase, or purchase excuse me, Parker. concert tickets <laughs> without ever leaving the event page generates 20% more sales. Um, so problem is, making the concert ticket buying experience to close loop on, on Facebook just encourages people to ry- rely on its bubble. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> and thus more likely to fall for a scam post rather than seek out more authorized resellers of the site. Essentially, I'm not going to read the rest of the article, but it it's just it really pe- I think it was a similar circumstance to what you're describing, where I was just up late enough, just kind of stoked, just checking in. I was going to share it in the next morning, so I would copy links mm-hmm. so I didn't have to worry about it. And, and just saw that, and I was like, how many mothers and husbands got to change a schedule? Uh, <laughs> how much gonorrhea is being spread around here? Yeah, it was, catch it. it was fucked. Uh, As are we. And also, I think part of me was like, there's no way that 15 plus people are trying to resell this many tickets to a show that we're on. <laughs> it's almost impossible. They have to be fake people. By the eternal. By the eternal. Behold. Dang it. (laughs) Behold my noodly appendage as I present this week's glorious topic. Are you ready, boils and ghouls? I'm almost ready, but I'm going to try and be your accountability buddy. Oh, do it. Um, 
before you dive into an actual topic on this episode, do you want to give people the rub on, on what we do here? Uh-huh. Ooh. I like the cut of your jib, Young Watkins. Mm, I don't even so, to say that anymore. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> so, we routinely on this glorious little podcast delve into an esoteric or obscure topic, and whilst explaining some of the facts about the topic, we will leaven in a couple lies. It is then incumbent upon the co-hosts of said podcast to point out these lies by the end of the episode. If they do not, we have a little denouement. We'll give a little bit of the information and tell us where we all screwed up. But the goal of the podcast is essentially to lie as deftly as possible. And also, because our topics are so bizarre, it's almost impossible to lie about them at this point. Half the time, I don't even try. You know, you just kind of soak it in and be like, oh, I was stupid enough to, to fall for that. And I, I like to, it's my headcanon that the four people that listened, Steven, your girlfriend, and who, someone in the Philippines? Um, they, 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 they move every, every day. It's American Samoa, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just imagining that they scream at the speaker. And not not because... That they think that we're lying, but because they hate it so much. <laughs> That's the natural response uh, to have to us, actually, I find. so. Yeah. Anyway, well, so, you. here we go. This is the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. May his noodly appendage touch you everywhere. Including up the butt. So, I'm going to start with information that can be found on their website to sort of give you a little background onto their belief structure and who they are as an organization. This is our second time covering an organization like this. Yes, religious organization. The Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, after having existed in secrecy for hundreds of years, came into the mainstream just a few years ago. With millions, if not thousands, of devote worshippers, <laughs> the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster is widely considered a legitimate religion, even by its opponents, mostly fundamentalist Christians, who have accepted that our God has larger balls than theirs. I love Ooh. it. I have a question. Do it. Are they tax-exempt? No. Oh, I know. We gotta fight for the rights. Oh, we are. It's. I'll get there. Some claim that the church is purely a thought experiment or satire, illustrating that intelligent design is not science, just a pseudoscience manufactured by Christians to push creationism into schools. These people are mistaken. The Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster is legitimate and backed by hard science. Anything that comes across as humor or satire is purely coincidental. We believe religion, say Christianity, Islam, Pastafarianism, does not require literal belief in order to provide spiritual enlightenment. Much of the transcendent experience of religion can be attributed to the community. And while some members of religion are indoctrinated true believers, many are not. There are many levels of belief, and each is no more or less legitimate than the other. That is to say, you do not have to believe to be part of our church, but we hope that in time you will see the truth. Capitalized truth, by the way. But skeptics, as well as members of other religions, are always welcome. Next subheading. What is this business about pirates and the beer volcano and the stripper factory? <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Not bullshit. That I will also, quickly. Uh, I, I like our caveat, and I think I'm going to continue with it as well, is uh, I will tell you how many lies we have. There are mm. going to be... 20. Uh, three. Wow, that's that's higher than the past month. Uh, yes. So it, it might actually be just two. I think there are subsets of one. So technically two lies. There were four lies last week, sir. Hey, listen, you fucking. He also said, "Fap in my mouth, sir." <laughs> so, Michael, I wouldn't expect you to understand this because you don't know quantum physics. <laughs> oh, he doesn't know quantum oh. mechanics. Oh, thank you. Are they people that <laughs> fix your car in between dimensions? Yes. <laughs> they are the TARDIS race team, I believe. Ah, yeah. So, religious uh. texts tell us that humans evolved from pirates. Uh. 
Consider that so-called science experts would have us believe humans evolved from primates, pointing towards the shared 99% DNA between humans and primates. But humans and pirates share upwards of 99.9% DNA. We believe that pirates were the original Pastafarians and that they were peaceful explorers. It was only due to Christian and misinformation that they have an image of outcast criminality today. No one knows what the afterlife really holds, but we are told from the uh, Flying Spaghetti Monster that FSM heaven has a beer volcano and a stripper factory. I love it. So, that is their introduction. (laughs) And now we'll dive into the joyful Wikipedia offerings just to give us a a light sous-son here of some of the backstory. So, um... To answer your question, in New Zealand, Pastafarian representatives are authorized to officiate weddings. They are not in the United States, however. Um, the U.S. federal court has ruled that the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster is not a real religion. <laughs> because Rude. obviously they would fucking know. Right, uh, right. <laughs> well, because they keep it separate. Yes, you know? it's important it's to separate church, church and state, and state yeah. unless, you know, you're desperately trying to pound sand into the asshole of the United States government. Yeah. So, uh, in August of 2018, the Dutch Council of State also ruled Pastafarianism is not a real religion. Because <laughs> the fucking Dutch are just followers. A couple and things that claws. I hate. There's two things I can't stand. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. (laughs) Such a good joke. Uh, So, here's a little history. In January 2005, Bobby Henderson, a 24-year-old Oregon State University physics graduate. Hey, Michael. Michael. They always start. Yes. Sent an open letter regarding the flying spaghetti monster to the Kansas State Board of Education. In that letter, Henderson satirized creationism by professing his belief that whenever a scientist carbon dates an object, a supernatural creator that closely resembles spaghetti with meatballs is there, changing the results with his noodly appendage. Henderson... (laughs) The power of crust compels you. (sighs) Henderson argued... Do it. What? Who said something? I said minty. Minty? The power of crust. I, I said crust. Oh, I heard crest. Like what forms around my mother's nipples when Shane's not attentive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Henderson argued that his beliefs were just as valid as intelligent design, and he called for equal time in science classrooms alongside intelligent design and evolution. The letter was sent prior to the Kansas Evolution hearings as an argument against the teaching of intelligent design in biology classes. Henderson, describing himself as a concerned citizen, representing more than 10 million others, argued that intelligent design and his belief that the universe was created by a flying spaghetti monster were both equally valid. In his letter, he noted, I think we can all look forward to the time when these three theories are given equal time in our science classrooms across the country, and eventually the world. One-third time for intelligent design... One-third time for flying spaghetti monsterism, and one-third time for the logical conjecture based on an overwhelming observable evidence. (laughs) Damn, he's spicy. (laughs) (laughs) So, according to Henderson, since the intelligent design movement uses ambiguous references to a designer, any conceivable entity may fulfill that role, including a flying spaghetti monster. I mean... Yeah, He's not wrong. Yeah. Uh, his quote is, I don't have a problem with religion. What I have a problem with is religion posing as science. If there is a god and he's intelligent, I would guess he has a sense of humor. I mean, look at the platypus. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin Smith. <laughs> poor, In... poor platypus. In May of 2005, having received no reply from the Kansas State Board of Education, Henderson posted the letter on his website, gaining significant public interest. Shortly thereafter, Pastafarianism became an internet phenomenon. He has published the responses he received from the board members. Three board members, all of whom opposed the curriculum amendments, responded positively. A fourth board member responded with the comment, It is a serious offense to mock God. Henderson has also published a significant amount of hate mail, including death threats that he has received. Indeed, I'm aroused just thinking about it. 
Within one year of sending the open letter, Henderson received thousands of emails on the Flying Spaghetti Monster, eventually totaling over 60,000, of which he has said that about 95% have been supportive, while the other 5% have said, I'm going to hell. During that time, his site garnered tens of millions of hits. So there is a, a great deal here about the internet phenomenon that is the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, right. where they print the open letter and people, you know, rally to it. Is this a good time to, you know, talk about your ministry again? Well, I mean, it's not something that I, I specifically, you know, chose as an, you know, a devotee. And uh, I was going to perform a ceremony for our bandmate, Sam, and she said she did not want God affiliated with it in any way, shape, or form. And I said, I have you covered. I can register myself as a Pastafarian minister. Does and that mean we that her perform. marriage is so, null and void? Uh, no, I also had to register with another, the Universal Life Church, which is acknowledged as a, a religion for the country. So that's what certified me to perform it. But if I were purely performing as a Pastafarian in this country, no, that would not have uh, That's, allowed it to be That valid. is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the noodly truth. And nothing but the truth. So Jesus. help me. Jesus has no say in this, unless he is the son of the flying spaghetti monster, which will come up here in the course of this discussion. So... Uh, Anderson specifically said he's surprised by his success and states that he wrote the letter for his own amusement as much as anything. Uh, in August of 2005, in response to a challenge from a reader, Boing Boing, a random website no. I allude to here, uh, announced that a, a $250,000 prize, uh, which has later been raised to a million dollars of intelligently designed currency payable to any individual who could produce empirical evidence proving that Jesus is not the son of the flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> <laughs> this was modeled as a parody of a similar challenge issued by young earth creationist Kevent or Kent Hovind. Similar parody extended to a teleological argument that meatballs are evidence of intelligent design. I mean, As yeah. they fit perfectly into the human hand and mouth, <laughs> it is easy to deduce that they were intelligent, created, and intended for consumption prove by human wrong. beings by his noodly appendage. Fucking prove it wrong. This claim satirizes the banana argument, a claim of creationists that a banana is evidence of intelligence design due to the fruit perfectly fitting the contours of the human hand. I have never heard that. Comes with a protective non-slip surface to hold, which is also biodegradable and sits gracefully, quote, gracefully. Are you fucking with over us? The human is that bullshit? No. This is a Kirk Cameron thing that he posted with another well, gentleman. Kirk Cameron. There is a, a video. Cunt. It's ten minutes of them explaining how the banana is proof that we were created by God. Because of exactly, they said it actually has like a stop and go system. It has a, a what they call like a stoplight system, so you can tell when it's good. Because if it's green, you're not supposed to eat it. When it's yellow, it's perfectly good to go. And when it's black, you should stop. I was going to say when it's red, then you shouldn't. Have it. If it's a red banana, you're getting it from a dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> yum, and banana, no, <laughs> that banana fits in my hand. You. Thank you, Mr. Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, that is a thing. The banana argument. I'll send you the link. I'll include oh it in the God. show notes as well. But yeah, if you want I, to entertain I yourself, read those. it hurts your head. <laughs> it really does. So, according to Henderson, newspaper articles on the Flying Spaghetti Monster attracted the attention of book publishers. He said at one point there were six publishers interested in the Flying Spaghetti Monster, and in November of 2005, he received an advance from Villard, or Villard, I have never heard of them, Vlodmort. to write... <laughs> Villardmort, yes. Uh, Villardmort, uh, actually, I just struggled for words there. He was contracted to compose the Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Ooh. Uh, so funny after math or follow up in November, 2005, Kansas state board of education voted to allow criticisms of evolution, including language about intelligent design as part of their testing standards. So they included it on February 13th of 2007. The board voted six to four to reject the amended science standard oh. act enacted in 2005. This was the fifth time in eight years that the board has rewritten the standards on Make evolution. Make up your mind. Oh 
So Kansas is really conflicted. It is in the breadbasket of the United States, but still. So, are you gentlemen ready for what was ultimately the most fun time of the Satanism episode? We are going to get into the tenets of the faith Give for the, uh, the FSM. Mm, face, I'm neck, ready. and chest. Get ready. It's like hot marinara for you. <coughs> Aren't you supposed to do that before? <laughs> I mean, like after we you know make the noises? Or... I literally said it. I'm giving him a clap to know that it's happening. Oh, you gave him the clap two weeks ago. And then... It still itches. I'm telling you, this damn lice are terrible. <laughs> get that new and then he shampoo shot on a turtle. You. Shot on a turtle. Uh. So, although Henderson has stated that the only dogma allowed in the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster is the rejection of dogma, so very similar to Satanism in that respect, hmm. some general beliefs are held by Pastafarians. Henderson proposed that many Pastafarian tenants, in reaction to comments, oh my God, hold on, I had a stroke. Henderson proposed many Pastafarian tenants in reaction to common arguments by proponents of intelligent design. So, tit for tat. Uh, or, quid pro quo. Mm. These canonical... This is a corny segue. <laughs> These canonical beliefs are presented by Henderson in his letter to the Kansas State Board of Education, the Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, and on his website. They tend to satirize creationism. I do love, I tried to cut a lot of this out. Wikipedia, uh, as always, under redundancy, says see redundant. So, mm -hmm. uh, here are their beliefs. Pastafarians believe that the universe was created by the FSM while very drunk. The effects of which can be seen in the resulting imperfections and contradictions in the universe, including the platypus. Uh, the flying spaghetti monster is depicted as a tangle of spaghetti with many noodly appendages flanked by two delicious meatballs and with a pair of googly eyes upon stalks. Such a depiction is merely a guess, of course, as the FSM is understandably invisible to all known forms of scientific detection. Whether or not the FSM is actually made of pasta is the subject of intense theological debate, with many claiming that the SFM, SFM, the FSM is not made of pasta, but just appears to be, while others believe that to be a flying spaghetti monster, the FSM must be made of pasta. The FSM is neither male nor female, but completely genderless, as the idea of a monotheistic deity needing a gender or genitals is pretty silly when you really think about it. <laughs> the genderless term Pastafarians refer to as FSM is... Oh my god. The genderless term Pastafarians refer to FSM as is quab, as in... <laughs> May you be touched by Quab's noodly appendage, instead of referring to our deity's noodly appendages as his or her noodly appendages. So not your dildo. Not it's a noodly appendage. <laughs> Quab's. Quab's appendage. noodly appendage. Quab's. Quab is something that sounds like, you know, a pheasant or, you know, a squab. Or like Michael. Huh? huh? Fucking quab. Well. <laughs> oh, ouch. All followers of the FSM hold that pirates are sacred and were the first Pastafarians. Amen. Climate change, earthquakes, hurricanes, and other natural disasters are directly linked to the declining numbers of pirates worldwide. <laughs> Many Pastafarians, therefore, choose to wear full pirate regalia as a means to help the environment and belie natural disasters. Or belay natural disasters. Belie. Other Pastafarians just like wearing a colander on their heads. The system of Pastafarian ethics is based on the nine I'd rather you didn'ts. A series of suggestions on how to live your life in a happy manner without infringing upon others' rights to do the same with their own lives. The nines outline a morality which is based on harmonious coexistence, non-judgmental conduct, and generally not being a dick. Worship of the FSM is not commanded or even expected. In many ways, Pastafarians believe that this ethical system is superior to all other mainstream religions. Hold on a second. The colander. Uh -huh. Is that a lie? No. No. They, That's 100% true. Yes, they will wear... Uh, it's actually been a big fight in the country because people want to have their... Um, driver's license photos taken with a colander yeah. on their head. Oh. And uh, apparently they claim that it's, you know, persecution if you tell them they because can't it's wear a it. Religious yes. Headgear. Mm. But of course, it's not a religion because, according uh, to the United States because we know what a religion is. 
has to involve guilt and a lot of money uh, being extorted uh, from weak-minded individuals. I'm sorry, this editorial does not reflect the views of the Disinformed Podcast. Oh, he's doing it himself now. Wow, that was without <laughs> skipping a beat. Ah, a wide variety of people are drawn to our religion for diverse reasons, but our love of all things noodly, our constant celebration of life, eating, drinking, and our ability to laugh at ourselves, to have fun, and to still be good people usually means people stay once they've joined us. Here are the nine I'd really rather you didn't. One, I'd really rather you didn't act like a sanctimonious holier-than-thou ass when describing my noodly goodness. If some people don't believe in me, that's okay. Really, I'm not that vain. Besides, this isn't about them, so don't change the subject. <laughs> Two, I'd really rather you didn't use my existence as a means to oppress, subjugate, punish, eviscerate, and or, you know, be mean to others. I don't require sacrifices, and purity is for drinking water, not people. Three, I'd really rather you didn't judge people for the way they look, or how they dress, or the way they talk, or, well, just play nice, okay? Oh, and get this in your thick heads. Woman equals person. Man equals person. Samey, samey. One is not better than the other, unless we're talking about fashion, and I'm sorry, but I gave that to women and some guys who know the difference between teal and fuchsia. <laughs> Four, I'd really rather you didn't indulge in conduct that offends yourself or your willing, consenting partner of legal age and mental maturity. As for anyone who might object, I think the expression is go fuck yourself, unless they find that offensive, in which case they can turn off the TV for once and go for a walk for a change. Five, I'd really rather you didn't challenge the bigoted, misogynist, hateful ideas of others on an empty stomach. Eat, then go after the bastards. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like it. That was a bullshit rule, though. No. God damn Six. I'd really rather you didn't build multi-million dollar churches, temples, mosques, shrines to my noodly goodness when the money could be better spent. Take your pick. A. Ending poverty. B. Curing diseases. C. Living in peace, loving with passion, and lowering the cost of cable. I might be a complex carbohydrate omniscient being, but I enjoy the simple things in life. I ought to know. I am the creator. Ooh. <laughs> Seven. Checkmate. <laughs> I'd really rather you didn't go around telling people I talk to you. You're not that interesting. Get over yourself. And I told you to love your fellow man. Can't you take a hint? Eight. I'd really rather you didn't do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If you're into, um, stuff that uses a lot of leather, lubricant, and Las Vegas. If the other person's into it, however, pursuant to number four, then have at it, take pictures, and for the love of Mike, wear a condom. Honestly, it's a piece of rubber. If I didn't want it to feel good when you did it, I would have added spikes or something. Uh, I'm going to call bullshit on that one. Not bullshit. <laughs> Why did it say for the love of Mike? I don't know. Good lord. He moves in mysterious ways. Uh, Quab moves Sorry. in mysterious yeah, ways, yeah, yeah. Michael. And nine. I'd really rather you not go about killing and eating one another. You're nowhere near as tasty as I am. And I've provided my ample allotment of complex carbohydrates for your nourishment. So eat of my body in the remembrance of me and leave off eating one another. Seriously. I know where you've been and... Ugh. Ew. <laughs> so there you are. The nine. i really rather <laughs> I saw that. You I heard that. So... Um, we have a couple of Cushions? Cushions. I'm having... Cushions. <laughs> Croissants? Uh, bourgeoisie. So. Um, um, was number nine not real? Was number nine not real? I just read it, John. Obviously, it's real. Uh, why are you fingering the shock mount? I'm so horny. Uh, no. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> no. Um, I know where you've been, John. Was the, the Rottenberg uh, reference bullshit? Uh, absolutely was. Yeah? Yes. I got it? You did. I got it! Huh? Congratulations. Yeah, uh, number nine the, was the bullshit. The number nine is bullshit. Uh, oh. There are only eight. I, I really rather you didn't. So, that was the one. Killing I, and eating each other? It's directly related to the stuff we've talked about. 
Michael, I wouldn't expect you to know this because I'm the smartest person here. But <laughs> if you're the smartest person here, no, we're fucked. Uh, oh we need God. to be drubbed off the internet. Oh, feels good. When, Suck it, Michael. Uh, what the fuck? Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> well, there a, just one where I, I rather you didn't, where you didn't just dunk on people just because you got it right? Hey, Michael. Whew. Don't worry. Once John got on air, people decided to stop breathing it. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so. Question. What is the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monsters view on abortion and right to life issues? Answer. The Church of S... God damn it. I have done this now 72 times. <laughs> I almost spit up my drink. <laughs> the Church of FSM's position is that life starts before conception, sometime around the point of seeing the boobs, and that sperms, <laughs> as potential humans if allowed to develop, deserve the same protection as fetuses and fully grown people. Anyone who harms the sperms is guilty of murder, including pushers of hot water jacuzzis and tight-fitting underwears. We are all equal in the eyes of the Lord, our my, uh, of the Lord, our almighty flying spaghetti monster. Some of this stuff linguistically is a bit unwieldy. I'm gonna, they're obviously not English majors. They're physicists. Mm. So. Checks out. Yep. That's probably why <laughs> pronunciation yep. is also uh. something. Got you. To what extent do Pastafarians need evidence to support their beliefs? What is considered valid evidence, and why are some religious ideas lacking evidence believed more widely than others? Why is Christianity more widely accepted than Pastafarianism? And the answer. For many religions, acceptance is due to the time it has been around and due to the number of people who already follow it. For potential followers, it's often less a consideration of evidence and more a judgment that the collective group of followers is better informed. That millions or billions of people already follow this religion is strong social proof that there's something to it. The larger the group is, and the longer it's been around, the more pronounced the effect. But non-believers are overreaching when they dismiss the phenomena of religion as wrong and useless because it so often lacks a basis in evidence. The fact that millions of people get something positive out of a religion, even if it is based on superstition, does mean something. But that's not to say it's true only that it has value. For many people, religion is about being a part of a community and being a part of something bigger and more important than themselves. These transcendent experiences are something we want to emulate. Non-believers would be better off criticizing only on the negative, damaging parts of religion and being less judgmental about the idea of religion in general. Non-believers get hung up asking for evidence when really what we should be looking at is why does religion thrive despite evidence? We should be pushing the idea that faith is not equivalent to evidence-based reasoning without insisting that it's inferior, only that there are different ways of seeing the world, and that the problems happen when these views clash. Pastafarianism is different than most religions in that we explicitly make that point, that our scripture need not be believed literally. In other religions, this is known, but not often said out loud. Many Christians don't take the Bible literally, but won't volunteer this. Pastafarian scripture has some outlandish and sometimes contradictory components, and unlike the scripture of mainstream religion, these pieces were intentional and obvious, and our congregation is aware of this. That was so, mouthful. I was yeah. going to say, going from something that was very obviously like tongue-in-cheek and then probably one of the most like erudite, eloquent, and understanding expressions of tolerance that you will ever encounter, they which... tapped the shoulder of the third person in the room, being like, hey, we need this sounds actually really good, can you do it? And uh, that was that was marvelous. I was That was kind of a, a glorious pearl after I pried open yeah. the shell of this oh, clam. Yeah. And I, trust me, I've been digging clams for years, so I should know about all of this, but... Uh, she has a name. Listen... Just because it's your mother doesn't mean I have to respect her. <laughs> so, uh, have I tapped you out yet? Is everybody uh, keen on hearing about their their holidays or their uh, pirates and global warming, the afterlife, uh, creation? I'm going to choose the pirates and okay. the climate change for 400. Okay. All right. I, I am also going to tell you the afterlife because it's, you know, three That's sentences. That's what I wanted to but, know. Uh, the cool. Pastafarian conception of heaven includes a beer volcano and a stripper, sometimes prostitute, factory. Sex worker, yeah. <laughs> they said prostitute. I didn't. So, I mean, this well, they are, has they nothing are to do with They are the leading source of tolerance. 
Indeed. The Pastafarian hell is similar, except that the beer is stale and the strippers have sexually transmitted diseases. Fair. All right, pirates and global warming. According to Pastafarian beliefs, pirates are absolute divine beings, and the original Pastafarians are. Furthermore, Pastafarians believe that the concept of pirates as thieves and outcasts is misinformation spread by Christian theologians in the Middle Ages and by Hare Krishnas. <laughs> Instead, Pastafarians believe that they were peace-loving explorers and spreaders of goodwill, and occasionally legs, who distributed candy to small children, adding that modern pirates are in no way similar to the fun-loving buccaneers from history. In addition, Pastafarians believe that ghost pirates are responsible for all of the mysteriously lost ships and planes of the Bermuda Triangle. Pastafarians are among those who celebrate International Talk Like a Pirate Day on September 19th. The inclusion of pirates in Pastafarianism was part of Henderson's original letter to the Kansas State Board of Education, in an effort to illustrate that correlation does not imply causation. Henderson presented the argument that global warming, earthquakes, hurricanes, and other natural disasters are a direct effect of the shrinking numbers of pirates since the 1800s. A deliberately misleading graph accompanying the letter, with numbers humorously uh, disordered on the x-axis, show that as the numbers of pirates decreased, global temperatures increased. This parodies the suggestion from some religious groups that the high numbers of disasters, famines, and wars in the world are due to a lack of respect and worship towards their deity. In 2008, Henderson interpreted the growing pirate activities in the Gulf of Aden as additional support, pointing out that Somalia has the highest number of pirates and the lowest carbon emissions of any country. He's <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. Uh, yeah, proven wrong. Uh, this will be uh, appropriate here because John will have seen some of my contributions here. Uh, holidays. Pastafarian beliefs extend to lighthearted religious ceremony. They celebrate every Friday as a holy day. Prayers are concluded with a final declaration of affirmation. Ramen. <laughs> uh, the term is a... I don't need the explanations. Thank you. We know what amen is typical. Okay. <laughs> Around the times of Christmas, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa, Pastafarians celebrate a vaguely defined holiday named Holiday. <laughs> holiday does not take place on a specific date so much as it is the holiday season itself. According to Henderson, as Pastafarians reject dogma and formalism, there are no specific requirements for holiday. Pastafarians celebrate holiday in any manner they please. They also celebrate Pastover as a parody of Passover, and Ramadan. So there you are. Uh, they tend to gravitate towards happy holidays as their greeting as opposed to, uh, you know, Merry Christmas, etc. Apparently in December of 2005, George W. Bush's White House Christmas greeting card wished people a happy holiday season, leading Henderson to write the president a note of thanks, including a fish emblem depicting the flying spaghetti monster for his limousine or plane. Henderson also thanked Walmart for its use of the phrase. It's <laughs> amazing. I love this guy. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, I have two excerpts from the loose cannon from the uh, Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, just to give you an idea of what their um, religious texts read like. Uh, from Suggestions 1-1, I am the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Thou shalt have no other monsters before me. Afterwards is okay, just use protection. The only monster who deserves capitalization is me! Other monsters are false monsters, undeserving of capitalization. And from Slackers, chapter 1, verses 51 and 52. Since you have done a half-assed job, you will receive half an ass. <laughs> the great pirate Solomon grabbed his ceremonial scimitar and struck his remaining donkey, cleaving it in two. <laughs> so there you are. Uh, that is the bulk of what I am willing to subject you to from That's joyous. the Church of the Flying Spaghetti I love Monster. it. How wholesome. Beautiful. It's a lot of fun. Um, the uh, Any further stabs for uh, the other lie? No, I'm winning. So, the three lies, again, technically two, is that it's the subdivision uh, of the fact that there are only eight 
of the I mm-hmm. really wish you rather as opposed to the, the nine and the ninth is made up. So there's one more lie. Ramadan. He's so smug. That, yeah, that is, just, just watch the look on his face over there. Is he's finally no, caught the I cream? Can feel, he's, I can feel his like just <sighs> kind of, kind of looking at you like I've already put a point up on the on the board, so I need my teammate to help me finish this game. <laughs> oh, okay, you're making it look like a team effort here. <laughs> Listen, I dunked it on all me earlier. <laughs> oh, uh, not all the way, only half the way. Apparently, he's decided to teabag you with the meatballs here. I am. So. But half an ass. He is but half an ass. I Behold. agree. Behold. Behold. By the eternal. Um, I think, okay, so the only stab I'm going to do at uh, is uh, the small stroke that I'm having. Um, the debate that he might not be made of pasta. That is absolutely true. Michael, thank you for ruining this for me. Jesus. I'm uh, kidding. I, I thought you got whoa. it right. I thought you got it right at first and I was already started, so I couldn't, couldn't cancel out of that maneuver. So the uh, other the other lie You're fantastic. Is the of. uh the teleological argument that meatballs are evidence of intelligent design. Aww. Uh the banana argument is true. That does exist. Well, so I clever. came up with the fact that the meatballs were made because I'm was, like, well, they do fit perfectly into the human hand. They emulate like- the human mouth. But they are made by humans, so I mean, it is intelligent design, literally. We've decided that we wanted to consume them that way. They just are very difficult to keep on a plate. True. You gotta cut them up. I'll give you attitude (laughs) here in a second. So there you are, boils and ghouls. That is what I have. For the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Parmesan Monster. John B. Price. Indeed. Ramen. And so I, uh, to clarify the power of crust, I claim once I got my card, would you like to have me read the card that I have for Yes, please. Uh, That'd be a nice ass. little, uh, bookend. It's, uh, I just have to find it in my wallet, which, uh, oh, wouldn't you know? It's right here. So as you can see, I'm a certified. Ah priest here for As the church actually of the your two year is uh coming up yes yes so i was <laughs> i was certified on march the 17th of 2017 if you want to check me up my registry number is 223236 i am a minister for the church of the flying spaghetti monster and uh accordingly uh, let it be known that the card holder is an ordained minister with the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster and is entrusted to exercise the duties of the ministry, including sermonizing, presiding over holy ceremonies such as marriages and baptisms, giving last rites, and casting out false prophets. I have also amended this to, I can perform an exorcism. If someone believes in, you know, someone else's deity, I can cast out that belief. And so I sprinkle them with my consecrated marinara and I scream, the power of crust compels you. It works 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, I feel like there's a story then to it. You would think. Oh, well. Slush the Exorcist is the same thing. It's, oh. uh, technically, you should watch Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> all four of them, and then you will be filled with Quab's noodly love. Isn't there like five? Uh, yeah, but just is. the first I'm, four. I'm just, yeah. dis- I, I want to, you know, I don't want to count the fifth one. Well, okay, fair, 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 fair. I feel like we've never done things in this way, but maybe to see us out, Shane, uh, you could, you know, end on a, a sermon slash homily. Would you well, like to give? Uh, would you like to? Spread the word. I, I mean, if the word is legs, then yes. Let's sure. Spread I mean, away. what do you, what do you got in the chamber there, is. you little? Well, today minister. I want to talk to you about the power of Parmesan in my life. Make sure you put some, uh, some horn, like some uh, horn, bell, some organ behind this. Horn organ. Horny organ. Horny organ. This. Would you like to get horny with this, please? Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> do I? Well, I believe. That it was told to us in, in Slackers chapter 23 verses 7 and 8, where it said, Behold, let he who gains a false sense of security by picking out one lie in 29 fucking episodes <laughs> fall flat mm. on his very pronounced proboscis mm-hmm. and suffer long, so long for his inequities. Impossibly long. <laughs> Impossible burger. Preach. Uh, yeah. So, Parmesan be praised. Ramen. 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 
Well, I can't believe he came at you so hard like that, Michael. <laughs> I just felt the power of the sauce. I come at him so hard most of the time, actually. It's that Hollywood at, beauty. I come in. Um, <laughs> towel. And now we're we're at the conclusion of this episode. Otherwise I'm known go as the ahead climax. And pat myself on the back slash jerk <laughs> myself <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh, watch your eyes, gentlemen. This is gonna get this messy. Will My be eyes. the longest I have gone on air without talking about porn or porn. <gasps> Whoa, actually you, okay. You made that... a concerted effort this week to course correct, did yep, you? I did. In spite of all the noodle puns that we could have made here. That was right for the picking. Indeed. Um yeah. yeah, even I even when I had that article, I was like, oh finally I'll have something else to talk about. So. John, your restraint is astounding. <laughs> that I am actually proud for. Not the lie, but that. What can so I say? Long. I am uh, I'm the I'm the best part about this. Obviously. <laughs> Whatever lets you sleep at night. <laughs> I don't think he does. Uh, I just won best pig at the shit snarfing contest. <laughs> you can snarf better than anyone I've ever seen. Oh, life is a fucking nightmare. So I, uh, <laughs> a, as a, a subplot here, I committed a horrible act and I, I watched the big Lebowski while Melissa was in the room. Nice. By the way, she thanked the both of you for Why? offering, uh, your, Congratulations on her her new oh, employment. Well, I hope and, it's going uh, well, and the dissolution of our relationship. <laughs> so. Well, again, I hope it's going well. <laughs> yes, yes, she's much better off, I assure you. But uh, yeah, so she thanked you. So uh, she was playing Sims, but um, I was watching The Big Lebowski, and she could not have been less impressed. Just you know, the entire time. Obviously, she's not a golfer. So, but funnily enough. In my studies here, I discovered there is also another neo-religion that has been founded fairly recently. Would you like to know what that is? Mm-hmm. It's Dudism. Oh, yeah. So it is a, a, a <clears throat> derivation of Taoism based oh. on the tenets and practices of the dude. Huh. So There are still, uh, there's even conventions. Like, yes. Uh, almost like fan fusion-esque uh, events with the dude. And I'm really? just saying, thank God I am not a dudist, because then Quab. she certainly would have... Well, I mean, I can call Quab God if I choose to. He yeah. is my deity. And what a gay deity he be. It be. They be. Quab be. <laughs> Quab indeed. I think Quab covers every facet of the... As you can tell, my adherence to this faith is very steadfast. <laughs> Very. I out. eat a lot of pasta. That's basically the one rule I adhere to. You I'm a grocery, a load. grocery cart uh, pastafarian here. That oh actually, God, okay, I, I do have a question on this that I want your opinion on. Do it. Um, how does he feel about people on keto? Fuck them. <laughs> Ouch. I, I mean, you know, you can eat anything you want as long as it's not other people. Yeah, I mean, and that is not a lie. We got that from the ninth rule, obviously. (laughs) And the ninth gate. There are, if you want to have an amusing afternoon, go pull up their website because the the Q&A section is lengthy. I bet it's delightful. It's hilarious. It's very fun. Uh, and you know, I included the things that I thought again would elicit more conversation from John, like you know, conception begins when the boobs are seen. So, <laughs> yeah, I really, really kind of held out. And on by that. the way, we are all murderers based on that particular belief oh, we because are. we have killed so many sperms, all of the sperms. Hello, Instagram. Huh? What? <laughs> Hello? John's been spilling the milk recently, so it's fine. <laughs> now that is a dark web pun. Indeed. So, anything else we want to uh, to get out of here other than the fact that we are going to be the Phoenix Fan Fusion this year? So you need to, to get on down there, hustle other up. Other than that, no. I mean, you can find my OnlyFans account <laughs> at disinformed <laughs> slash idiot. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, how many pictures are we going to see, John? How about 60. Okay. And they are different zoom levels of my sphincter. Are you are you filming videos as well? Because uh well, you can the videos like, are the stills. <laughs> yeah. You can get like a, a $40 premium for uploading that alone. You know what? I, I would commit to doing video the day that we get sponsored by Manscaped. 
Because then I okay. could, uh, you know, get show my, show get, the get the bean bag looking how it should. <laughs> can you uh, can you do what you did when you shaved your beard prior to becoming mustache? Uh, of show the stages of working oh, your absolutely. way down. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. I, I think the beard's oh gonna go God. away soon. You too. know what's funny? Really? Yeah. We actually, apropos, I'm gonna drag us back into the gutter. We were actually followed on Instagram by an adult uh, film star Get out. this A week. Porn bot. Or no, an actual person. An, an actual person. With I did not. Dis- I, I did not delve into her links for her pages because she's uh, she's a lovely woman. I I just uh, I don't feel like uh, you know. <laughs> it's too much jelly. I I don't I don't have the wherewithal to, to look yeah, at it. But so, so yeah, you can look at our Instagram account there. But uh, I would shout out never, to that person. Yes. I would never yeah. do that. I would never look at those links. Yeah, I would never do that at why all. You, why are you like looking on your phone right now? What are you searching? Oh, I'm just doing calculus. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pronounced calculus. Uh, and you have entered the calculus rift as of right now. Guys, speaking of spilling milk, I got an appointment. (laughs) He does. Well, listeners, you lovely gaggle of gastrointestinal assholes, uh, thank you for being here with us this week. We sincerely appreciate it. If you enjoy what you heard here, I can't imagine you do, but on the off chance, you can find us in your preferred podcast provider apps and uh, like and subscribe. And if you dig what we do, rate and review, you can find us on Instagram like that lovely listener did, uh, Sultry Siren, uh, at Disinformed Podcast. Please be sure to activate your notification. Oh, no. Activate the notifications. Activate your notifications. <laughs> and execute Order 66. Wipe oh. them out. Oh, love them. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Disinformed Podcast. And on the Twitters, at Disinformed Pod. I believe that is going to do it. Up the dirt button for this week. For the Disinformed Podcast, I am Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. Parmesan be praised. And Ramen. Ramen. Ramen.